thank each and every one of you that takes time out of your day and out of this festival weekend. Uh, uh, supposed to be Monday, a holiday of rest, rest from our labor. Just sit back and do something for ourselves and for our family and just enjoy. Uh, I'll say just stop and smell the flowers that we go through, go through life. We need to pause sometime and just refocus. What did you say, Pat? Get focused. Stay focused. See what's going on around you. So today I, I do appreciate each and every one of you that joined us and that you'll be able to take something from the lesson that God has given us today. And also you all that when you're able to share the podcast to someone else, I'm trying to encourage so many leaders, not so many, but the people that I know that's in ministry or has been in ministry for several years to start a podcast. Uh, now, even though after the pandemic, we're able to go back in the house, but a lot of the people are not coming in the house. So we have to go with alternatives that, that God has set in place for us. And that is by doing some, uh, using the technology now, do some Zooms or, or, or whatever to, to get out to everything. So I'm going to open up in prayer. We're going to jump right into the lesson. And our lesson today is actually, let me give you the lesson so you all can start finding it in your Bible. Second Chronicles 7 and 14. Uh, let me pray and then I will go ahead and start talking. Father God, I just want to come touching and agreeing with each and every one. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to tune in today together and learn of your word, Father God. I pray for all those that may be battling some type of sickness. Our health is not up at par, Father God. Your word tells us, Father, that with his stripes, we are healed. We do believe it, and we know without faith, we believe that, Father God. We're just waiting for our natural bodies to get in order. Father God, we love you. We praise you. We adore you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Uh, last week's lesson, you all, I'm, I'm still kind of vasting on last week's lesson and I've shared it with. I've shared it with. Okay, you are. Okay, can you all mute, mute your phone now? Could you? Should you mute it until? Because uh, I am actually recording. So anyway, um, last week' lesson was actually on. Uh, life is like a relay ra relay race, and I t hopefully you all have been able to go and listen to the podcast and think about it. Just think about life. You've gone so far in life, and some of us are getting older, and we're slowing down a little bit. When we started out, we started out running really, really fast, and we ran past quite a few people. And we've got, there are people that came behind us, and then ran on in front of us. But the knowledge and wisdom that we obtain running this race the baton that we have, the knowledge and wisdom that we have, which is our baton, we should be able to pass that baton to the generation that is uh, running in front of us. And our whole focus last week was that, yeah, we have a lot of wisdom and knowledge, but the people running ahead of us, their hands may not be standing back to accept the baton. And some of them even have dropped the baton. And that kind of relates to what this week's lesson is. Uh, going into Second Chronicles 7 and 14, we're not going to delay. So once you all get uh, start with... Uh, what is it? Second Chronicles, verse fourteen in chapter seven. 
second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14 it says if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their lands now when when we read all of this some, sometimes we, we don't get quite the understanding so I'm going to try to break this this lesson down so we get it uh, for food food to nourishment to our body for God's bread and we're able to vast off it and share it and understand exactly what God loves us, God is saying to us now you know you are we're not blind we know our land is hurting and in deep need of God's divine healing sin and wickedness is in our lives and throughout the nation and throughout everywhere the, sin everywhere it affects our health as a nation and as a global community even down to our immediate community and it's a lot of sickness and going on and bottom line when the word of God tells us that the, the payback for sin is death we are so sunk in sin that's why we're sick I mean, you know not to say every situation is that but sometimes by not taking care of our body that's a sin to God when we don't take care of our body and it gets to a state that we're in now uh I, I know with myself, I, I've always been a hard worker and don't slow down. And sometimes you take on things uh, that you uh, work too hard at it. And then sometimes we be in the direct fire of some enemies that throw some things on us. Now, we all, we all know that we all need air, we need water, and we need food to live. Now, this earth is atmosphere gives us all of this in this earth we live here on this in our natural we get all of this air water food everything god supplies all of that for us but if we want fresh air and water in the future we must take care of the land that's what god has said we must take care of our land the air around us uh and the water sources i pat you know what i just recently heard this and i don't remember i think i heard it this morning in one of the devo devotions i was listening to that some city They've closed the whole city down because there's no water. I, I, I can't remember if it was a city in Texas or Georgia that the city has completely closed down because there's no water. Even somewhere, places around here in Arizona, we're, we're, uh, we don't have that much water. Uh, up in Scottsdale, one of the forms of water they were getting, I think they're doing one more year or something, then they're cutting it down, and the people is going to have to try to find out uh, how to get water. You know, last last year was a big dump of, of chemicals into the water coming up from Colorado, and it even, even affected Arizona. So we have to be careful. We, we can't go through life blind and not knowing anything that's around us, but we have to look and see... Uh, See, see, see what's happening. Now, back in the, this second Chronicles 7 and 14 came, uh, during the time of the dedication of the temple that David, uh, wanted to build. Remember, he couldn't build it. God said, no, you're a man of war. He, he said his hands were dirty, so he couldn't build the temple. So his son Solomon, he gave that to Solomon to build. And you know who was Solomon? Solomon was, uh, uh, David and Bathsheba's son. Remember you all throw stuff at you. So we got to bring it all together. Now uh, he's now the te this is a temple that uh, God, like I said, David wanted to build, but he couldn't build it. That Solomon was to build the one building. That's First uh, Chronicles twenty eight and three. This was during the time when Solomon prayed 
and to God for blessing and favor on his people and on his holy dwelling place. God responded to Solomon with these words and others, uh, with these words, this is what God said, said was saying to Solomon. Now, God had a plan to bless them from the very beginning. And he had contingencies and had some options in place for their lapse in, in obedience. You know, we're all supposed to be obedient, but sometimes we fall short. We fall short. And God didn't say, well, all we got to do is repent and we're right back in line. Now, uh, one thing here we need to focus on now God's word was providing uh, a return for them assuming that the human heart is prone to wonder and cannot help but but stray we all are stray it says that all through the word of God we all will go we all will walk away at some time but God has an open door all we have to do is repent accept Jesus and we're back in right in orders now he makes a promise that when uh, we stray if we only repent in truth God will always hear and forgive I'll say that again when we stray and we repent in truth God will always hear and forgive forgive us especially for this occasion was a promise that though he doesn't really dwell in a, in a, in a mad a man made building he will um, condescend to do so for the sake of the people. What was happening? Solomon was building the temple that God had told his father David about. So Solomon was given and he built a lux luxurious temple. His whole uh, community was luxurious. Uh, even so that when the uh, a, a queen came into the land because of the excellence she fainted just seeing the excellence of how everything was. God has that for us also. Now, down in the, down going on down in the in the scripture, it talked about if my people who are called by my name. At that time, the Jews were the offsprings of Abraham, who was the first really uh, delegated or called person to do service for God. Now, this means that Abraham uh, represented a nation that uh represented he represented all nations god had chosen a people to be the object of his love and blessing and and you know basically when you you kind of think about it that's how, how the bible all started the jews were god's chosen people and because of jesus we have been adopted into the royal priesthood into god's kingdom because of Jesus, we didn't have to take anything to a priest. All we got to do is believe who Jesus is and that he is the son of God, that he did die on the cross and he's got up and he's sitting back on the right hand of the father interceding for us. That's all we got to believe and we have access to the father. We don't have to be in no condemnations or nothing. It's a free open door. There's an open door and it's up to us to walk through now. When you, you look at the door and you, you notice this little, this, uh, symbol that has been around for many, many years. It shows Jesus on the outside of the door. There is no doorknob. When you look at it, there is no doorknob on that picture. But it said he stands there and knock. So when the open, it means you have to open the door from on the inside in order for him to come in. He's not going to push his way through the door. There's a knob on the outside. We have to turn that knob and open it up for Jesus to come into our heart. 
real easy. Bottom line, that's that's what it says. Bottom line. Uh, let's see. Now, of course, we know who these people were. Now, going on to the next part, it said, uh, what does the word humble mean? Humble, uh, them, it says that humble themselves and pray. Now, God knows that, all, that we all will fall sometimes. This text is to see if we belong to God or not, or whether we will humbly acknowledge this when we have sinned. That's the thing. If you know you did something wrong, I just asked my little granddaughter about something she did this year. I asked her. She just looked at me with them big eyes. And I said, I know she know what she did. I made her recognize it. And when she recognized I was able to forgive her because she had to say something. A lot of times what we do, you all, we, we step on. I, I like to use this word. We step in a, outside of our house. We might step in a whole big thing of poo-poo, dog, dog stuff and walk on in the house. And, and we smell it. We don't know what. After a while, you smell it so long, it, the, the smell is comfortable. You don't smell it anymore. But if you take your time when you walk in the house and you smell this, you take them shoes and you clean them up. You sanitize them. So that mess don't go out through all your house. And that's what sin is. When we recognize we did something wrong, we know even a child knows the difference between right and wrong. If they don't, that means you haven't taught them. You have to live the moral life in front of them so they can know the difference between right and wrong. That's our job. That's part of the baton that we carry so we can pass on. So when we teach them, they're able to teach their children. But in any way, when we, uh, we don't go arrogantly with it. That, that's the issue where we still see is when we arrogantly, uh, try to say something. Now, God loves a humble heart. All we have to do is say, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Have, have mercy on me. Get Luke 18 and 13. Luke 18 and 13. This is a good, good example. Luke 18 and 13 said, But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up at heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, I have... Ha Listen, God have mercy on me as a sinner. He recognized the fact that he was a sinner. He asked God to have mercy on him. Who else has that Bible? Because I want them to look at the part what the other person was doing, the Pharisee was doing. Did someone else, I, I didn't pull that up, but it's right in that same area. What the Pharisee was doing when he was praying. This is, you know, when we pray, we go to God, we have to go humbly, uh, uh, allow ourselves Allow our heart to repent and and be able to go humbly to God and ask Him to forgive us. Did did anyone find it? Let's see, I, I don't want to get offline to do it, so we're gonna keep on. Now the Pharisee, when he prayed, he just stood up arrogantly, arrogantly when he he boasted. He never did anything wrong, but he boasted at, at, uh, as he was trying to pray. But uh, he said he was he he displayed a, an image of being arrogant and self righteous. We've heard people pray like that so many times. Uh, we don't thank God. We just go in with a uh, with an arrogant spirit. Now in Jeremiah twenty nine and thirteen, I'm moving fast. You all get that Jeremiah twenty nine and thirteen. Part of that verse, let's, let's go back to the verse again. 
Uh, at the very beginning, I hate to keep going back up there. In uh, in part of the verse when they talk about that we have to seek God's face, that's what we have to do. Uh, Jeremiah twenty nine and thirteen. Uh, it says it answers the question: How do you seek God with your whole heart? He says, if you're a person that's called by my name, turn from your wicked ways. Seek my face. That's what he said. When we say turn from your wicked way, it says it means repent. Repent from being from being a sinner. Bottom line. And then he said, then, then he asked the question. He said, it, it asked, we asked the question, how do we how do we, we seek God's face? Um uh, 29 and 13 says, this is NIV, say you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. That's your spiritual heart, you all. And if you want to use a natural heart, that means you humbly, uh, you want to know more about God. You know, you have, you know, an image that Jesus is the only way to get to God. And you know that in your heart, when you know that in your heart, it says, so in seeking God, your heart has to stay connected to him at all times. In seeking God, your heart has has to stay connected to Him at all times. In addition to this, you would need your heart to ablaze with the Word of God. That means you need to feed your heart with the Word of God at all times. Hebrews eleven to six. Let's go to that one. Hebrews eleven to six says, "And without faith, it is impossible to please God." bottom line if you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God you have no faith if you have no faith you can't get to the father it said without faith that's trusting God and knowing God it's impossible to please him because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him now, briefly, what is the meaning of faith? There's another scripture. Someone, I, th- I think it's Hebrews one. I, I think I might, I might have gotten that, but it's a different version. So, uh, you, so you all can be turning so you can give me a different version of Hebrew one. It says that what is the meaning of faith? Faith means belief, firm persuasion, assurance. Similar to the insurance, I insurance that means life insurance means that when you die, you you don't pay all this out and you get just some money back. That's what insurance is. Assurance is is security. You know for a fact. It means firm conviction, faithfulness. Faith is confidence in what we hope for, and the assurance that the Lord is working, even though we cannot see it. Even though we cannot see it. Faith knows that no matter what the situation in our lives or someone else that the Lord is working it out. We have to have a firm conviction. People tell us there's all kind of voices. All kind of voices in the world. If you look at a lot of this stuff, you will walk away completely confused. But you got to know in your heart. This is a personal relationship between you and God. I'll say a personal relationship between the, 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 the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's, a, it's what you believe yourself. Not what your mama told you to believe. Not what your daddy told you to believe. Not even what your preacher told you to believe. This is a personal, individual relationship as to what you believe. 
I can say for a fact, two years in a wheelchair, I, I have no other belief but to, I trust God. I trust God that I know where I'm at in this situation. No matter what people say. No, what, no matter what pity zone they want to put me in. I'm not going, I'm not picking that up and eat. Because if I allow somebody to put their worries on me, that'll separate me from, from uh, disobedience will separate you from God. So when I get disobedient, <coughs> excuse me, you are. Excuse me, I have to drink my little water. Hold on a I get too excited. This disobedience is when we can talk it with our, li our lips, but we don't believe it in our heart. We can say a whole lot of things, but faith is when you totally believe it. You trust God's word. You read his word, you know what he says in the word. Yeah, you see some miracles and all. The miracles are wonderful for somebody else, but do you want a miracle yourself? Do you believe, do you love yourself enough to know that God uh, will heal your situation? His word said he'll do it, but you got to believe that. Uh, listen, now, now, I think Hebrews 1, and this might be a NIV part, I don't know. It said, now faith is the confidence and what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Does anyone else have a different version? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And what version is that? Um, it's the King James. Oh, King James. Okay, that was the one I was looking for also. I think mine, mine might be a message or NIV. Does anyone else have another version? Read that again, Quintina. And our faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay. Okay, bottom line to this whole scripture and whole lesson, you all, we have to believe what God's word said. And we know that we're living in a zone where everything is going crazy. We're, 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 we could just be sitting in our home and stuff could come through the internet, could come through the phone line just because there is so much wickedness and sin in that way. But God, Jesus said, God said again in his word, if my people, that's you and me, it's the ones that's called by his name. If you say you are Christian, and that means you are Christ-like in this dispensation. In that time, during uh, Solomon and David's time, they, don't, they didn't have nothing like what we have. We don't have to take a goat or lamb in a way. We uh, we just can don't have to just go to a priest. We can go directly to the Father through His Son. We don't have to go to another man and have this man go and, and do a sacrifice for us. During that time, it only lasted for a year. Most of the time, it didn't last that long. When you go back and read the Old Testament, when the prophets went and told the people what to do, what God said, they didn't want to listen no way. But we're in a different dispensation and an awesome dispensation. All we got to do is recognize, first thing to recognize what, what, what our surroundings is, what, what part of stew are we in? What are we sitting in? If we, when we recognize what we're sitting in and we kind of get a grip on ourselves, get focused, we recognize what it is, we repent. And we get once we repent, we get back to Jesus and then God can heal our land. Our physical land land, 
uh, uh, the, the whole United States, the Phoenix, the Chandler metro area, your your community, Goldsboro area, all around your community. He will heal that. But we have to be aware. We can't be dumbfounded and 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 dumb dumb, not knowing what's going on around us. We have to know that. Now, when he said, "If you are humble, humble means to submit yourself to God, totally submit yourself to God." And I'll say, even as a child, Jesus said, "Don't stop the children. Let them come up to me." That's what he said to his disciples. I, I, in one of the uh, times that he was preaching, he said, don't stop the children. We have to come to God as a child. Have a, as a child. Yeah. As a child, come to him. He said, come to him as a child. And then when you pray, and that's why we talked about the different forms of prayer. We can't be arrogant thinking that we, we're getting past Jesus. It ain't going nowhere. We, we can't be got one, one foot one foot in the world and one foot in the church and thinking that we're praying it's not working you all bottom line is just not working some of these pastors would say it does works but you keep listening and doing that and see and then when you realize you know why is all this stuff happening to me it's not god that's something we chose to do he said right here humble yourself and pray seek my face look for god how do you seek his face you go into his word you read his word. You take some time to worship. Settle, settle yourself down. Worship. Approach him. Uh, uh, say how much you love him. Get get some all this clean, clean some all this mess out of the way so you can get into his presence and be able to hear his voice. So he said, "Seek my face and turn from your wicked ways." We all got some wicked ways. We can think of it. We can think of it. We're we're not a. a, a a body of people that's lapsed minded not understand it even down to eating if you're gluttony you're wicked there's a normal way to eat food and there is so much education now as to what we should and should not eat and then it's always in the Bible God gave us an example in the Bible what we should and, and shouldn't eat a lot of this chemical stuff we're putting in our bodies are not good Sodas, that's not good for us, but some of us are addicted to sodas. And if you look into sodas, all it is formaldehyde, that's the same thing they put in dead bodies, dead people to make sure they stay hard until they start to decay. And, and you know, they go back to dust eventually. Everybody's going to go back to dust eventually. But why push it? Why push it? I, we got just such a great report. Over the uh, last Friday, I think it was Friday, I'm not quite, quite sure. My brother had to go to the doctor. Now, he is 72 years old. Became 72 in uh, August, a few days ago. And the doctor gave him a perfect report. No more cancer. No nothing. Liver. Every, everything is in right order. He has a little bit of back problems because he's so lanky. They're giving him something to make sure he don't have brittle bones because he's tall, very, very tall. Uh, I think he's six eleven or something. Now Robbie was the tallest one, but anyway, he's very, very tall. And anyway, they got it all from my dad, tall and slim, very slim. So being that he's getting older, older, he has to be wise and and be able to uh, adjust how he even his daily day activities. But going on down, he said. 
Now, if we do all of that stuff, we humble ourselves, pray, turn from our wicked ways. Then what he said, then I will hear from heaven. This is what God said. You get all that other stuff out of the way. He said, then I can hear you. I can't hear you when you're sin. I can't hear you when you wicked got wicked ways. I, and when you're not able to hear, humble. I can't hear you. I will not hear you. And he said, then I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sins and will heal their land. This is what God was saying to Solomon. And he's saying that to us today, you all. Uh, if we're able to approach the throne, when I say approach the throne, and we want God to be able to live within us, we got to stop some of this stuff we're doing. God had chose the uh, uh, Israelites, and say, go back to the Jews. God had chosen the Jews as his chosen people. The people to show all his love on them. But then, when he saw the people going to be so disobedient, so disobedient, no matter what, they, they, did, they, they could not stop doing it. So he had to give them an option. So he ended the Old Testament 400 years after the Old Testament. 400 years he didn't speak to nobody. It went from old to the new. And in the new, he sent his son because his son was the only one that would be able to intercede for the people. So they don't have to, uh, so don't have to carry a goat or a dove or anything else to the priest. We don't have to do that. And I keep saying that over and over because I don't think we realize. I don't think some of us really realize God sees all, knows all that we do, but you want to be, be one of his chosen ones. We're all called anyway to go out and tell people about him. But sometimes you want to be his chosen one, obedient one. Obedient one so I can tell, live an example as to who Jesus is in my life. Live an example, a healthy life. I don't have to deal with all this, all this stuff that's going on in the natural world. We don't have to deal with that. We only deal with it because we want to. We only stick our nose in it because we want to. We want to make sure we look good with our friends. Our friends ain't got nothing. I, 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 I have several friends. But as a year has gone on, I pulled away from a lot of them because people are stuck. A lot of folks are stuck. If you see no change, those that's over, I'll say even those that's over 50. If you don't see no change in your friends, you're standing with the wrong people. You have got to get away from it if you want to God to be able to hear you. I think it's important for each individual person to hear from God. Not because, well, when we stand before him, he's not going to say, well, what does your husband say to do? What does your mama say to do? He's not going to say that. He's going to say, what did you do? He already knows anyway, but he's given us the opportunity to repent, recognize what we're doing, repent, stop it. Just stop it. I don't need validation from nobody that's less than me. Can I say that? I, I don't mean to offend. Yes, I do. Listen to what I'm saying. You do not need validation from nobody as to who you are. If, if that is, that is part of being arrogant. That is a part of being disobedient. You're not listening to what God said. We don't need all of that. All I want is validation from God. And I get that by believing who Jesus is. What uh, my my children or my aunts or uncles, I don't have any, any left, but any of those, if they, oh, you're a great person. You, you always have friends say, oh, you're a great person. Can you pray for me? And if God said, no, I don't. 
I don't pray for him. God, I'm not going to be so arrogant to pray for somebody that God told me to not not to pray for. I've had God to tell me to cancel them. That's, I've only recently learned the word. Don't speak to them. I do not speak to people that says the same junk over and over and over again. That's insanity. That's total insanity. If they're saying the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. The natural world says that's insanity. And I don't like sticking around the same people. It's saying people, that means they're into the self, they're not of God. And if we want to go further, we need to be in God, you all. That's that's where we need to be. I'm 